Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. The Innovator's Advantage. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and in studio today with the authors, two, yes, of a new book that is out, The Innovator's Advantage, Ron Price and Evans Baya. Ron and Evans, great to be with you today. Yeah, thanks, Dale. I'd just like to point out that on the Thank cover you. of the book, it's reversed. It's Evans Baya, Ph.D., and Ron Price. Oh, is there even a difference in the size of the text? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not, I haven't not seen exactly. the final book yet. Okay, so Evans Baya and Ron Price in the room, but the podcast belongs to Ron Price, so yeah, that's why so, I went with hey, it. That's, from, that's nice of you. Yes, uh, of the complete leader fame, and, and this is exciting because uh, I'm going to tell listeners what we're doing right now. Uh, historically, if you listen to this podcast, we dive into one of those core competencies of the complete leader, and we take a close look at what does personal accountability look like. Um, today, we're going to take a step away from that and focus in on this idea of innovation, how the book came to be, and what is happening in business around innovation as Evans sees it, and learn about how we can bring a little more innovation into our businesses as leaders. So with that, Evans, tell me about why you wrote this book. So this book came about after many conversations with Ron. As a matter of fact, over the last few years, we were serving a client together. And Ron and I, we used to have these long drives, four hours as we went to see the client uh, back and forth. And we would always talk about different subjects. And of course, we would always talk about innovation. And uh, we got into this conversation about why do innovations fail and why do they fail at such a high magnitude? Because we know that anywhere from 85 to 93% of all innovation initiatives globally fail. That number one more time. 85 to 93% of all innovation projects, initiatives that are done by companies or individuals fail. Do you ever do you have a dollar figure you can attach to that? I mean, uh, when you think about the amount of money spent on those innovations, actually, uh, we usually say that uh, for most companies that are trying to innovate, that um, for every dollar they spend, they actually they lose almost ninety cents for every dollar they they, they spend. And the reason is so we started thinking about why, and we looked at books. We looked at theories. We, um, in my case, I have talked to a lot of people about this subject. And we really started thinking, we, there's something here that we really need to dig into. And we found out that nobody can really point to us exactly what it is. So as we are, Ron and I, we started uh, <laughs> kind of thinking, okay, let's, let's dig deeper. And we could not find a book, we could not find a resource until we discovered that one of the common factors among all innovations are people. Innovations succeed or fail because of people. Oh, take us a little deeper into that one. Yeah, so we started ideating, as we might say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
we had for years been using talent profiling tools to understand how people are different or unique. And one of our strong biases in working at a leadership level is that a great leader organizes around people's strengths. Peter Drucker was one of the early people who wrote about this. He said the whole idea of being an effective leader is to organize around strengths and neutralize weaknesses. So we began to take what we were using in the context of helping leaders learn how to lead and applying it in the innovation process, or what Evans fondly refers to as the innovation continuum. And we quickly began to recognize that there were patterns, or you could call them algorithms, that we could identify that would set organizations up for success by organizing people differently as they moved through different phases or different stages of the innovation process. So Evans knew all that stuff. He's the scientist. He's the engineer. He knew those stages. He knew the tools that you need to use. He knew what you needed to accomplish in each of those stages. And all we had to do is ask, well, what kind of a person is going to accomplish those things best and begin to organize that way? And we had discovered the innovator's advantage. And tell me about the aha moment. Was it in the car when this hit you or? Yeah, yeah, it was actually. It was one of those, um, we are talking about, hey, this person is really good. But when you put them in the wrong context, they don't perform as well. Oh, that's why I, if I take this person and I give them the wrong task, in, in the innovation continuum, they're not going to provide and produce superior performance. Ah, no wonder. They it, don't perform as well. Yeah, in this particular case, what we were dealing with, we were working on an innovation project and we were in the ideation stage where we were trying to come up with a lot of ideas and not making judgments about them. And we had somebody on the team who was a critical thinker. They were analytical. And when it comes time to vetting ideas, they were very strong. But in the creation of ideas, they were very quick to discount them and say, that won't work, that won't work, that won't. And to not express any kind of enthusiasm or mm -hmm. optimism about what was possible. So we began to see that if we could just put this person in a different part of the process, all of a sudden things would flow. Yeah. And that was the beginning of us digging deeper and doing the research and eventually creating these algorithms based on our research that help an organization understand through the six different stages of innovation exactly what a person's fitness is for that stage of innovation. Wow. So what are the six stages? So the six stages are identify, define, develop, deploy, and scale. And so we, we're, you're looking into each one of those, but from a human factor standpoint. Yeah, in the book, we start by laying out the structure, the process, the framework of how innovation happens. And for a lot of organizations, they probably haven't been through that kind of training. So it gives them a clear pathway. Mm -hmm. And then we build on top of that. These are the kinds of people that are going to be more successful in each of these stages. And one of the amazing things as we put this research all together was that the people who are the most successful in stage one become your bottlenecks in stage two. But you need them again in stage three. So yeah. as you move through these different stages, you're, you have an ebb and flow. It's sort of like offense and defense on a football team. Yeah. You got to have the right team out on the field for what 
part of the game you're in in order to be successful. So what did each of you learn through this process? A lot. What, what, or aha, just focus on the aha moments. So the aha moment for me is I have been working with clients and even myself as a scientist. I've been working on the processes and tools for innovation. I can tell you that for many years I have trained on the latest tools of, for innovation on agile, if you are talking about software, if you are talking about uh, idea mapping and intellectual property mapping, all these different tools we hear about innovation. And no wonder my teams, you would do all this amazing training, two days later, nobody seems to have changed. And so the aha moment was, oh my goodness, I am working on all these systems and tools but I'm not changing and I'm not spending time on the most important element, which is the people themselves. Because if I equip the people with the, the right tools at the right stage of their own personalized capability, they will perform amazing. How about you, Ron? For me, the big aha was that freedom comes out of structure. It grows out of structure. So the structure the framework of innovation and understanding these six stages and what you're trying to accomplish in each of the stages. When you get the right people into the, each of those stages, you unleash a freedom, an artistic expression, a creativity. You release levels of innovation that I'm so excited about the way that this is going to help organizations turn the ratio around. Evans mentioned 85 to 93% of all innovations. Another statistic that we have in the book is that overall academic research has shown that for the average organization, it takes 3,000 ideas to get one that really works. When you're mm -hmm. talking about things like pharmaceuticals, it goes up to six or 8,000. And we think that we can change that ratio. We think that instead of 3,000, what if we could get it down to 1,000? Mm -hmm. What if we could get it down to 500? We don't know how far we can go, but we know that we have the tools at our disposal now to do something that's really disruptive in the field of disruptive innovation. So those were your aha moments. How has it changed what you do when you work with clients? Uh, for me, while I think of the tools and the processes. The truth is, if you have the wrong people running them, you're not going to get the outcomes you want. So how it has changed me and how I work with clients is I really emphasize and I really spend the time to map the different players in the room and help them and organize them in the right place so that we can have success. So when you say map, dive deeper into that. And what, is that, what does that mean? What does that look like? So Ron mentioned about fitness. Each person has a natural traits and tendencies based on their talent and skills to fit in any of these specific stages. And so I can come to an organization now and I can actually map the organization. I can be able to say, Oh, by the way, out of all your employees, so many fit on stage one, so many fit on stage three, so many fit on stage four. So depending upon where you are in your innovation initiative, now we can have the right people working on the right areas. And they all are happy, more productive, and we have a higher possibility or probability 
of being very successful in, in the innovation initiative. Give me some ideas on how a business is going to use this book. Well, I think one of the early messages that a business will get from this book is that everyone is an innovator. Now, there is this tendency for businesses, especially larger organizations, to think that that's the department of innovation. That it's the scientists that are innovators. And I think the first thing is to recognize that everybody in the company has the opportunity and the responsibility to innovate as they understand how they fit in to these six stages of innovation. That's the first thing for me. The second thing for me, the book very clearly helps you to understand that there are three P's of innovation. The first is purpose. If you don't clearly understand the purpose for which you're innovating, you usually run out of gas. You either run out of money or you run out of energy or motivation, and it becomes something that was fun at the beginning but became trouble, uh, burdensome and, and hard to do later on. So first, it's getting a really clear purpose so that you can see what the payoff is if you do this well. The second thing is understanding the process and how you move through those different stages and how you continue to develop new ideas as you move through those stages. And then of course, the third is people and how you organize the people. So the book introduces people to that at a conceptual level. It really gives them practical things they can start doing. It leads them to the innovators.com website, which has a lot of additional materials and then that leads them to an invitation to partner with us. That One of the things Evans and I are doing and loving doing is we're innovating mm -hmm. together with our clients in helping them to untap what I think has been a hidden treasure up to this point. So this is what they're going to get out of the book. They're going to see that pathway that they can go down. And of course, there's contact information there for them to get in touch with us. Awesome. Tell me about one of the most exciting things you've seen happen, Evans, when it comes to the work you're doing with a client related to the book. In the book, and then you, you put it into practice with a client and, and an outcome. Yeah, two, two quick uh, stories about that. Number one is we had a client recently, and we were talking about the need to get as many ideas as possible. So the client thought they had enough ideas to start working on until we put the graphic in the process of taking 3,000 ideas to one. And all of a sudden, there was an aha moment. One, we don't have enough ideas, and we are not asking our people to have enough ideas and to bring forth enough ideas. And so all of a sudden, the clients are going, oh, wow, I thought I had one good idea. No, no, you actually need a lot more. And I, I see just behavior of the, the clients right away is that they need more and more ideas. The second part is the clients are starting to think about people as key parts of innovation. For a long time, we have always thought about innovation as, hey, this guy who is in this department, R&D department, is the one who is supposed to come up with the next big product. And all of a sudden, you're starting to see CEOs and other leaders going, oh, we need to think about human capacity. The person at the front desk, by the way, fits really well in stage three. When we get to developing the product, we need their voice. All of a sudden, people are starting to think about, oh, it's not just their job, it's their contributions that we really want to be successful. Dr. Evans Baya, Ron Price, authors of The Innovator's Advantage. 
and it is available now. You can uh, get your Kindle version on Amazon.com, and the hardcover is available also through Amazon.com. And there'll be an audio version coming out sometime in 2017. Yes, yes, within the next, probably summer of 2017. And of course, you can always go to theinnovatorsadvantage.com and you can order the book there also. Perfect place to do it. Any final words, gentlemen? Everybody, I mean everybody in an organization, is an innovator. Just organize them correctly. Yeah, my final words are repeat after me. I am an innovator. Excellent. This is the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to be a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org. 